Hello, this is my first bonus episode. While I was working on a Colin episode, I traditionally add a game to it. But in this case, the Colin episode was going really long, and I don't know how appealing My Little Pony is as a game to anyone. So I cut it out, but, but there's several minutes of game coverage that I did. So I figure I would release it anyway. Just as a heads up, my episode output might drop for a little while. Things are pretty crazy at home. Hopefully they'll calm down soon, but we'll see. In the meanwhile, <laughs> enjoy My Little Pony. So last weekend, after several sicknesses and reschedulings, we finally got together with family friends to do uh, Christmas together. Now they have a a girl as well who is nine. So my girls are eight and ten and she is nine. So they fit together very well. They've been best friends since basically the three of them were born. This friend, her girl loves My Little Pony. So for Christmas I purchased the My Little Pony deck building game and brought that over. So while everyone else was watching young kids or cooking meals, I played with them. Earlier, before we went over, I watched a YouTube video to get a sense of how to play. So I opened up the rule book, we set everything up, and we got going. So it's interesting because on the box it says 14 plus, but I just looked at the website and they said younger kids should be able to play, but we recommend you have a person who's at least 14 or older there to help guide. And I suppose it's true to some degree, but I still think there's the concepts of a deck builder game that are going over their head. I think it might take a few playthroughs and also talking about probability <laughs> uh, to uh, really get them to understand the concepts. And and maybe because you have to talk about card probability, it it just won't work out exactly how you hope. Because basically, with a deck builder, you are constructing a great deck over the course of the game, buying cards from the marketplace to add to your deck. But you also need to purge out the weaker cards that you start with over time, so that the odds of getting better cards increase. But with, you know, as I'm trying to explain that to some degree to the girls, they're like, why would we get rid of cards? We don't, we don't want to get rid of cards. Then you can't use them. Well, yes, that's true. But you are purchasing better cards that do the same thing and more, but it's, it's just hard for them to give up cards. Regardless, they still, I think, for the most part, enjoyed it. My my eight-year-old was... Well, we were playing in their daughter's room with a bunch of Legos. So when it wasn't her turn, she could grab some Legos and try to make things and keep herself entertained a little bit instead of just sitting there bored out of her skull. I mean, she does that with uh, other games as well. So it worked out. So, hell yeah, when... The girls also chose Rarity, one of the ponies for me. I don't know how much any of this audience really knows anything about <laughs> My Little Pony. 
Um, yeah, according to Spotify, most of you are <laughs> 40 or 50 years old. So I'm not sure how much My Little Pony Love you, uh, you have. But Rarity is the pony who is very focused on fashion. And the girls thought that was very funny because I, I am a guy with a pretty scruffy beard and wears extremely plain clothing. Anywho, uh, so the goal of the game is to overcome the final challenge card. But before you can do that, you have to overcome three hurdles, which are like mini challenge cards. You're going to need some sugar cubes and other resources to be able to take on the hurdles and the final challenge. You don't start with those sugar cubes. You have to use card abilities, powers, to be able to purchase sugar cubes. But after every turn, a hurdle gets a cloud token on it. And that's kind of like your timer for the game. And there are certain thresholds on that hurdle. If, you, if there's more clouds on that hurdle than the threshold, or there could be multiple thresholds, it starts adding complications to the game. Those complications could be cards now cost more, or powers cost more, or in some cases you can't use abilities. So different complications there. You do have some cards or some powers that can remove clouds from hurdles and whatnot, but that's kind of the, the gist of your threats that you have to take care of. Now you, as the player, are a pony. In my case, I was Rarity. And you have an ability that you can use. There are four locations that you lay out as cards. There's always the, the town square, which have tasks that you can do every turn. Things like spending your card resources to be able to purchase resource tokens, which you can save from turn to turn. Or in some cases, you might be able to buy a sugar cube. Or in some cases, you can use some resources to remove a card from your deck. So you have locations that you can do different things. And you need to, I guess now this is a good time to talk about what the resources are. Besides sugar cubes, you have a help resource, a move resource, and a knowledge resource. So you can use those to purchase cards from the marketplace, which we'll talk about more in a minute. You can use the move resource to move to a different location if you want. And then the those various resources in combination can be used to power your abilities, your location powers, or potentially like powers on your cards. So the market is a series of cards in the middle that you can purchase during your turn. After your turn, if you haven't purchased a card for the market, the one farthest away from your deck gets discarded and then you slide cards down and add another card on there. So the market is at least slowly changing over time so that you can get some cards. And in some cases, if you have like a really good card on there, you might want to purchase other cards just to make sure it doesn't disappear off the off the market. The cards of the market are artifacts, pets, actions, and situations. Now situations are like minor threats that add even more complications, but since this was the first game, the rules recommend that you don't add them in, so I didn't. So yeah, artifacts usually give you like an ongoing effect, especially when you're uh, taking on a hurdle. Pets might give you some boosts or extra abilities. Actions 
might give you more resources or give you sugar cubes or allow you to like automatically move to a different location. And each of the cards that you start with and most of the cards in the market also have, a, if you just play them as a resource, they can give you like one move and one knowledge or two move or two help, that type of thing. And then you use those to purchase new cards or power your abilities, like I said before. So I think that's all I'll say about the game. That's probably way too much <laughs> for a bunch of adult male gamers to talk about <laughs> a My Little Pony deck builder game. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty solid and it definitely emulates the tropes of just about any other deck builder game, but gives it that My Little Pony flavor. I would say if you haven't tried a deck builder card game, you should try one. <laughs> Not necessarily this one. I think Dominion is the classic deck builder game that kind of started the whole genre. You could try that one. If you want more of like a fantasy themed one, I would recommend Hero Realms, which you can play head to head with other players, or you can get like the scenario packs and actually play cooperatively. Yeah, I don't think I've actually played against an actual player. We've always done cooperative play against the scenario. I feel like that's enough to get you going to consider a deck building game in general. Maybe not My Little Pony, but... And in the words of another Hasbro IP, now you know, and knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe!